Hello everybody, this is Mr. Quick with the DMCI Personal Finance Podcast. This podcast is a companion to the Google Slides presentations and videos posted to the Google Classroom. This is an audio option for students interested in hearing the lessons and can be listened to along with viewing the Google Slides. Today's lesson, we continue our look at purchase decisions with a focus on major purchases. Now, before we jump into today's lesson, let's review what we talked about last class. In last class, we looked at how much will you pay when making a purchase decision. So in that, we looked at things like the total cost. So when you make a purchase, you will typically end up paying more than just the price on the tag. There are additional costs, which include mandatory and optional items you may have to pay for. So some of those mandatory items include taxes. And you may be thinking, we just finished money management. That was all about taxes. Now, you may be right. However, money management was about income tax. This section is all about sales tax. Right, so we looked at the goods and service tax, which is the GST, which is the federal sales tax added to the subtotal, and the current rate is 5%. And we looked at the PST, which is the provincial sales tax, and that is added to the subtotal on most retail goods and services, and the current rate is currently 7%. Now there are GST and PST exempt products. We also looked at the different warranties available to you. So we looked at warranties that are offered by producers, manufacturers, and retailers to give you a sense of security and encourage you to buy their products. There are three basic types of warranties, implied warranties, express warranties, and extended warranties. And we also looked at payment plans. So other costs associated with purchases that you should consider include fees for various payment plan options. At some stores, if you're not able to pay the full purchase price, you may be offered alternative payment options, which may include financing plans and layaway plans. And lastly, we looked at reducing the cost of a purchase through comparison shopping, coupons, and discounts, as well as harnessing your buying power. Now this lesson will focus on major purchase decisions. As you may have noticed, when you learned about budgeting, housing and transportation are generally the top two key components of any budget. When it comes to housing and transportation, there are several purchasing options to choose from. People need shelter, but they do not necessarily need to purchase a home. How do you know when it makes more sense to rent? People need some form of transportation, but they do not all necessarily need to buy a vehicle. How do you know when it makes more sense to take the bus or belong to a car co-op? For this lesson, you will focus on the major purchasing options you may need to consider in the future. When you're ready to move out on your own, you will have to consider whether renting or buying a home makes more sense for you. The first thing we're gonna look at is renting. Now renting involves paying someone for the use of property like a house or an apartment. You must sign a lease, which is a legal document outlining the terms and conditions of the rental agreement. You do not own the property. You are simply paying for the use of the property over a set period of time. Now, if you choose to rent, there are expenses associated with renting a home, which include having to pay a monthly rental fee. You may be required to pay the first and last month's rent upfront. You may be required to pay a security deposit. Now, the security deposit is kept by the property owner in case there is any damage done to the property. When you move out, it will be returned to you if there are no damages. 
you may want to purchase tenant insurance. Now, tenant insurance is protection of your goods and valuables if something were to happen to the property. Now, if something were to happen to the property, the property itself is insured by the property owner. Your valuables are not. So if you don't have tenant insurance, your valuables are not protected if something were to happen. So if you want to protect yourself, get tenant insurance. It's roughly about $20 a month. And it really is like any other insurance, which provides you peace of mind in case something were to happen. Another expense you'll have to consider is utilities like electricity, water, and gas, as these may not be included in the rent payment amount and could be extra costs. Now you may be thinking, is renting the right thing for me? Well, it may make more sense for you to rent if you enjoy the freedom of being able to move when you like or you need to move frequently. It may make sense to you to rent because you prefer just to pay a monthly payment and not have to pay maintenance fees. Ask yourself, would you rather live with roommates and share the cost of living? If yes, then renting is for you. If you do not want to commit to buying a house or you're not sure you want to stay in that town, city or province, or you may want to travel, then renting might be the thing for you. Maybe you live in a location where homeownership is unaffordable. I know when I was in Vancouver, it was very difficult to afford a home. You would see, you know, 500, 800 square foot homes going for over a million dollars. So renting was an option made available to you to live in such a, a city like Vancouver. And you may want the option of saving up your money where there is no big down payment required. So renting does allow you to save your money because you don't need five, 10, 15% down on that purchase. Now, it may make more sense for you to rent also if you do not qualify for a mortgage because of your credit rating, right? So renting might be that option, right? If you're worried about the housing market, would be a reason to consider renting, right? Should you need to sell your house, you do not want to be left with no money, you don't want to be left with money tied up in a house you cannot sell. So if you are worried about the housing market right now, we've talked about the housing market being really hot right now, people are over overspending on their purchases for homes, right? They're going five, $10,000 over the asking price. If that kind of worries you right now and you just want to sit and wait for a cooler market, maybe renting is the right thing for you, right? Or if you don't want to deal with selling a house because you don't want money tied up in a house you can't sell, something to consider. So you may want to just rent. And a big one, I know a lot of people that I've talked to that do rent, uh, this is a big one and it's if you do not want to do routine maintenance, things like cutting the grass, fixing a leaky faucet, cleaning the gutters, shoveling the snow or any of those things, you may want to rent. Now this is another thing for you to consider if you're choosing to go into real estate. Now if you want to get a rental property, you want to purchase a, rent, a property you're going to rent, you need to remember that routine maintenance falls on your shoulders. Cutting the grass, fixing a leaky faucet, cleaning the gutters, shoveling the snow. That's not the renter's job. That is the property owner's job. If you want a renter to shovel the snow, 
they're gonna you're gonna pay pay them for it if you want them to clean the gutters or fix the leaky faucet you have to pay them for it right or you can come up with some sort of agreement uh, but people don't necessarily like doing things for free right that's why they rent they choose to rent because they don't want to deal with these things so it's something you may want to consider right so if you buy a home for the purpose of renting it consider the costs that you're gonna need to maintain that home now some of those things that you we've talked about have talked we've talked about have to do with purchasing a or renting a property right where you decide that renting is the best thing for you now the other option the thing you're going to have to consider is whether buying makes more sense to you. When you buy a home, you are paying to own the property. Unless you have the money to pay the full purchase price of the home up front, you will have to get a mortgage to finance the purchase. Once your mortgage is paid in full, you own the property in its entirety. Now, there are costs or expenses associated with buying a home, and those include if you need a mortgage to help you for the house, you will have a monthly mortgage payment that includes principal plus interest costs. Now, this is really important, and as you see in your next project, you will see and take a look at mortgages. So. If you cannot afford a home in its entirety, you have to pay a mortgage. Now in Canada, there's a thing called a stress test, which means that you have to have at least 5% down on a purchase of a home. So if you want a house that's, oh, let's say, you know, $75,000. I don't know if you can, actually, let's go higher. I don't know if you can buy a house for $75,000. Let's go $200,000 and you need 5% down, you need to save $10,000. That is the minimum you have to save to purchase a home. So you need $10,000. Now, if you have anything less than 20% of, a of the price of a home in your down payment, you have to purchase mortgage insurance on top of your mortgage payment. So now that's something you have to consider is if you don't have 20%, you'll have your mortgage costs and you have the mortgage insurance cost. All right, and a mortgage is just a huge loan to purchase a home. Now those loans can range from, you know, 200, 300, 400,000 dollars depending on how much you have. So in our example, we used a $200,000 home. I have a $10,000 down payment. So that means my mortgage will be $190,000. And I will have to search a good mortgage rate to make sure that I'm not paying too much money. If you look at the mortgage calculator again in your project, you will see the difference between a 3% mortgage rate and a 5% mortgage rate is sometimes thousands or tens or 20 thousands of dollars. Like it's a lot of money. So you definitely want to do your research and make sure that you know what's the right deal for you. Now, other expenses associated with buying a home include you have to pay property taxes. Now those are collected by the municipal government where that property is located. You may have to purchase homeowner's insurance. Again, you're gonna wanna purchase homeowner's insurance just in case, right? That is what insurance is, it's just in case. It is peace of mind, 
right? There are also legal fees associated with transferring land titles. So if you're buying a home, understand that you're not just paying the purchase price of the home, right? You got to consider your mortgage costs. You got to consider uh, realtors, uh, commissions, uh, transferring land titles, like stuff like that. Utilities like water, electricity, and gas are also extra expenses. So those are coming out of your pocket. You're paying all of your utilities and you will have to pay for the maintenance and repair of your home. Right, so if anything breaks, the the faucet is leaky, the air conditioner stops working, the you know hot water tank isn't working, uh, the ceiling is falling apart. You you have to fix it. That's your job, right? That's your property. You'll have to pay the money out of there. So that's just something to consider. Now, what are some things you want to ask yourself to see if it makes more sense to buy a home? Right, so you may want to buy a home if you plan on living in the same area for more than a few years. So if you're thinking long term, so if you're not, if you're in Winnipeg and you don't want to leave Winnipeg, buying a house is the right thing for you to do. Right, you may want more privacy, so you don't have to deal with the property owners or property managers like you do with rentals. Right, so it's your property, it's your home. Right, everything in it is yours. You don't have to deal with someone walking in, sending you a letter, calling you any of that stuff. It's your property. You get your privacy. Another thing you want to ask yourself is, are you ready for the commitment of buying a home, right? Including the taking care of repairs and maintenance. Are you ready for the commitment? It is a big commitment. Are you ready for that commitment? And do you want to live in a location where home ownership is affordable? Luckily in Manitoba, it's pretty affordable. I believe the average house is about $350,000 in Manitoba, but you can find homes for 75,000 all the way up to a million dollars. You also need to see if you have the money for a down payment or money up front on a house, right? So remember your down payment has to be a minimum of 5% of the purchase price. So if some of you are looking at homes, and those are the big ones, what, the $750,000 homes, and you need 5%, you will need to save $37,000, right? If you're looking at a million-dollar home, you're going to have to save $50,000, right? So you, those are the minimum things. If you're making fifty grand, good on you. That's awesome. You also have to know if you qualify for a mortgage loan because of your credit rating, right? So you want to have a good credit rating so you can apply for a good mortgage loan. You also want to look at pre-approval mortgage rates or mortgage loans. So it'll kind of tell you what you're approved for a certain amount of money. You could say you're approved for a $350,000 loan, a $500,000 loan. So you can see what you can purchase. So you're not kind of hoping to buy a $450,000 home, but you only qualify for a $200,000 loan. So it's one thing you want to consider. And do you plan to buy the house as a real estate investment? That's a big one. You got to consider these things. All right. Are you buying the house to flip, right? Are you going to buy it, renovate it and sell it? You have to remember the markets, right? You have to look at what homes are selling for in that area. You also have to worry about the trends right now. Like we've talked about, we have a very hot housing market. And I know I've seen homes on, you know, for sale on one block, three, four homes on one block. And now those are competing with one another. And I'm seeing homes that are bought just to be flipped, to be sold later. The problem with that is if there's three or four homes on that block and the only people rent are buying are either turning into rental properties or looking to flip it and sell it. Well, you're really cutting out a huge portion of your customer base, which are people looking to buy homes, 
right, for the purpose of living in. So that definitely changes it. I think a lot of people are looking at homes as an investment when that's not really a, it's not a very traditional way of thinking of an investment, right? That wasn't popularized until the 1980s, right? Now now homes as an investment follows market trends or follows stock market uh, kind of ups and downs, which wasn't really the state it used to be in in the past, but things change, right? So if you are looking to buy a home or not looking to rent, or if you're looking to rent and not buy a home, right? Maybe you're looking to do neither of those. Maybe you don't want to rent or maybe you don't want to buy a home. Another thing you might consider is a condominium or a condo. Some people choose to purchase a condo. This is a sort of cross between renting an apartment and buying a home. In a condo, there are units like an apartment, but each condo is owned individually. So some advantages of condo living include more luxury design and finishing, yard maintenance is provided, access to shared amenities like gyms, pools, and parking lots. And some people have also purchased condominiums as real estate investments with hopes of making a profit. I know there's the glass house condos on Portage across the street from the MTS Center and it's actually very popular to purchase a condo in there for the purpose of renting or using it as an Airbnb. I know that is also becoming a more popular idea. So there are also more costs associated to renting a condo such as you have to pay condo fees for the shared amenities. So if you have a pool, if you have a gym, if there is a shared you know, communal space, you usually have to pay for that. And also there are condo fees, which include things like the maintenance and uh, repairs. And also you have to consider the condo board and what they decide to purchase. So sometimes if you need a new roof, they're going to change the roof on every condo in the you know the vicinity right so if it's one of those condo like townhome condos which are you know a bunch of row homes together or if there is a <laughs> shared space so it's one building and they need to change the roof well there everyone pays everyone chips in to pay for that so it's just something another thing you can consider if you maybe don't want to purchase a home for the as an investment to use uh, to rent maybe a condo is better for you right because it's a little smaller easier to maintain the fees are a little more static so you know what you're paying each month so you can do that and you that way you can choose to do an airbnb or you can choose to do a rental property so we've looked at renting a home buying a home and purchasing a condo so another thing you're going to need to consider in your budget is transportation purchase decisions now if you decide that you need a vehicle for transportation you'll have to consider whether leasing or buying makes more sense for you so leasing a vehicle involves paying someone for the use of property like a vehicle you must sign a lease which is a legal document outlining the terms and conditions of the agreement at the end of the lease period you do not own the vehicle you are simply paying for the use of the vehicle for a set period of time now expenses associated with leasing a vehicle include having to make car payments either weekly semi-monthly or monthly 
You are also responsible for the costs associated with owning a car, including gas, insurance, and any maintenance or repairs not covered by the warranty. You will have to pay fees to initiate and close a lease agreement. Also, if you break the lease agreement in any way, such as going over the mileage allowed, you have to pay additional fees. Now, it might make more sense for you to lease a vehicle if you want to have a set monthly payment for the use of a vehicle, if you would like to have a new vehicle for every few years, you want to avoid any hassle related to car maintenance repairs as this is usually covered by the warranty, or you want to try out different vehicles before committing to buying one, and you can lease, you can use the lease payments as a tax deduction if you are self-employed. Now the other option is buying a vehicle. So when you buy a new or used vehicle, you are paying to own it. Unless you have the money to pay the full price of the vehicle upfront, you will have to get financing to complete the purchase. Once your loan is paid in full, you own the vehicle in its entirety. Now there are expenses associated with buying a vehicle, either new or used, including if you need a financing plan to help pay for the vehicle, you will have to pay monthly car payments, either weekly, bi-weekly or monthly, which include the loan amount plus any interest. You are also responsible for the costs associated with owning a car, including gas, insurance, and any maintenance or repairs not covered by the warranty. And you have to consider depreciation, the loss in value of the vehicle over time. Now, new vehicles lose their value rapidly as they are not generally considered investments and you will not make a profit if you sell your vehicle or trade it in. Now, that is something I like to talk about is that idea of depreciation. Now, you've heard this before probably numerous times is once you buy a vehicle and drive it off the lot, it immediately decreases in value. So that's why you cannot consider a vehicle as an investment. So when you buy a vehicle, look for what you want in a car. Now, I know I've heard some people and even some students talk about buying a used vehicle is a better purchase decision because of depreciation, right? A, a new vehicle depreciates so quickly. Why are you spending the money? But again, you cannot look at buying a vehicle as an investment. If you buy a used vehicle, sure, you could be saving some money. However, you do have to take in consideration monthly maintenance costs, the gasoline that vehicle costs, usually because it's an older vehicle, and any sort of wear or tear that could happen to the vehicle over time. So if you buy a five-year-old vehicle, maybe you only get five more years out of it or 10 more years. If you buy a new vehicle, maybe you have 15 years out of it, right? So that's some things you need to consider. Right, if you're buying a used vehicle strictly for the, the sake of saving money, thinking that, well, if I buy used, it's going to depreciate anyways, I'm not going to get any money for it. Are you going to just settle on a used vehicle and not enjoy it? And it sure gets you to A and B, but maybe every other day it gets you to A and B. Sometimes it only takes you halfway to B and you got to you know fill up the gas tank or you got to fix a, a tire or the transmission's leaking or something's going wrong. Now, I'm not saying this couldn't happen with a new vehicle, but the nice thing about new vehicles is there's usually a lot covered by warranty and usually have a warranty for about five years, four to five years, depending on what you negotiate. So there's a lot to consider, but don't just think to yourself, well, depreciation devalues the new vehicle, so why bother? I'll just buy used. 
Don't think of it that way because sometimes you think of it that way as an investment. Consider what you want. Right? Think about what you enjoy. If you do want to buy a used vehicle because you just want to just put that money aside, I'll save it for a newer vehicle later, I just want something that gets me going, then that's good. Just make sure you do your homework and understand the associated costs. Now, some questions you may want to ask yourself when buying a vehicle include, do you want to own the vehicle, right? Very simply, do you want to own it? If you're going to lease it, you don't own the vehicle, right? It's almost like you're borrowing it for a set period of time. Maybe you're planning to trade in an older vehicle, right? If you trade in an older vehicle, that decreases the cost of the new one. Maybe you want to drive something covered by warranty, which is new vehicles. You may feel more comfortable driving something that only you have ever owned. And can you afford the purchase price or payments on the loan, as well as other costs associated with using a vehicle such as insurance and gas? And that's one thing you're going to find in the project is the costs associated with owning a vehicle. Now, it's not meant to scare you from car ownership. It's definitely meant to show you to open your eyes to all the costs, the monthly costs that could be associated with owning a vehicle. Because I know when I asked a few students about their goals, actually no, when I looked over your assignments about your goals, a few students talked about car ownership as being a goal. That's a great goal, right? It's a very good one, right? Cars usually equal freedom and just being able to go where you want. I know that's why I started driving was because I liked not having to be on anybody else's schedule but my own. If I was had to go somewhere, I'd rather make the decision to just get in my car and go instead of, oh, let me look at the bus schedules or let me call a friend or let me get an Uber or let me get whatever. It was nice just to get in and go. So when you're doing this project, you're going to be looking at the cost, the monthly cost. And when I asked, you know, what are your goals? Some students a- answered saying, well, their goal is to own a vehicle and they broke down. I'll say, okay, the car I want is 10000 or $5,000. It's going to cost me this much per month, this much per week, this much per day to save up for this car. And it was just the cost of the car. You didn't consider the taxes, the maintenance, the insurance, the registration, the gas, you know, some of these things weren't uh, covered. So with this project, you're going to look at the costs with a used vehicle first. And in your final project, you're going to look at the cost of a new vehicle. But buying and leasing aren't the only ways to get around, right? They're not buying and leasing a vehicle aren't the only ways to purchase a car. There are other options available to you. Have you heard of a car co-op? These are becoming more popular in bigger cities across Canada, and there is at least one operating in Winnipeg. Essentially, car co-ops are designed for individuals that do not need to own their own vehicle, but would like the use of a vehicle in specific situations, such as picking up larger purchases or going on day trips. The vehicles are parked in several strategic areas around the city, and members have access to booking them and finding their locations online. The fee structure depends on how often you want to use the vehicle and whether you become a full member or not. Now, along with car co-ops, there are unique ways to paying for new items. And another way to pay for something is something called rent to own. 
there are some businesses that will offer the option of rent to own. Essentially, in a rent to own situation, you pay a rental fee on a set schedule until you have paid off the lease or contract amount and then you own the item. Almost any product you could normally purchase could be sold on a rent to own basis, including appliances, furniture, mattresses, computers, TVs, and even homes. Individuals who have poor credit and are unable to get financing through other ways find this purchase option attractive. However, you must do your research and consider the full cost of the rent to own agreement before choosing this option. Although rent to own sounds like a simple solution when you are short of cash, it can be expensive. The rental charge can amount to three or four times what it would cost to pay cash or finance the purchase on an installment plan. Here are some questions to ask yourself when considering rent to own. Is the item something I absolutely have to have right now? Can I delay the purchase until I have saved enough money to pay cash? Have I considered all of my credit options? Would a used item purchased from a garage sale, classified ad, or secondhand store serve the purpose just as well as something new? What is the total cost of the item? Multiply the amount of each payment by the number of payments required to purchase the item. Make sure to add in any additional charges, for example, financing, handling, or balloon payments at the end of a contract. Am I getting new or used items? May I purchase the item before the end of the rental term? If so, how is the price calculated? Will I get credit for all of my payments if I decide to purchase the item? Is there a charge for repairs during the rental period? Will I get a replacement while the rented item is not in my possession? What happens if I am late on a payment? Will the item be repossessed? Will I pay a penalty if I return the item before the contract ends? Comparison shop among various rent-to-own merchants. Check with your Provincial Consumer Affairs Office for any laws governing business practices where you live. And most importantly, read the contract carefully and make sure you understand all the terms before you sign and get all promises in writing. Let's review today's lesson. So today's lesson was on major purchases. First, we looked at renting an apartment. We looked at the cost associated with renting an apartment and if it is right for you, some questions you might ask yourself. We also looked at buying a house and we looked at, again, those same expenses and the questions you might wanna ask yourself before buying a house. Now, if renting an apartment or buying a house is not for you, you may consider buying a condominium. So you have an apartment, a house, and a condo. We also looked at another major purchase decision, and that is vehicles. You can choose to lease a vehicle. You can also buy a vehicle, either new or used. Now, if leasing a vehicle or buying a vehicle is not your thing, then maybe joining a car co-op is, and having that vehicle available to you when you need it. And the last thing we looked at was rent to own, and that's if you don't have cash available immediately, but you really want that product or that item, 
you can sign up for a rent-to-own agreement with a merchant. Now it's very important in all of these circumstances to read the fine print, read the contract and do your research. Find out what's best for you. These are some major purchases and you will be making them one day. So you really need to make sure you are confident in the decision that you're going to make. I want to thank you much. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Uh, hopefully I get to see you back in the classroom soon. And I look forward to continuing the learning in personal finance. Thank you.